Muslims across America talking about behind closed doors. Well, they have something to say. I make sure it gets said. I'm Noor Goda, and I believe real talk gets us the real solutions. Join me on Between Arabs, where I come to talk taboo with and about Arabs and Muslims in America. Assalamu alaikum, marhaba, and welcome back to the Between Arabs podcast. I'm Noor Goda, your voice of candor on the social issues affecting Arabs and Muslims in the West. This is episode 22, and it's all about the firestorm that happened on Facebook last night. If you're following me on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. It is regarding the conversation uh, around polygamy. I got on Facebook last night and I wrote a post and I simply asked if your father took on a second wife without your mother's consent, how would you deal with it? So the reason I decided to dedicate this podcast episode to what occurred on Facebook last night is twofold. One, I want to talk a little bit about intra-community dialogue and why it is so important to make sure that we're on the same page before we engage in these very difficult and controversial conversations. And two, I wanted to just acknowledge um, my responsibility in not really setting up the conversation in a way that would have made it more productive. So to get started, let me just sort of point to the framing of the question first and foremost. I want to take responsibility for any possibility for my having framed the question poorly. Again, the way that I wrote it was as follows. If your father took on a second wife without your mother's consent, how would you deal with it? One person actually pointed out that this wording takes the topic out of context and lays blame or some sort of inherent fault with the father or Islam. So I thought about it and I'm able to see this person's point of view. I can understand where he's coming from when he's voicing a concern about the framing of this question. And I agree that the topic of polygamy, like several other topics in um, our community, are very wound up in historical context. Therefore, they cannot effectively be discussed on social media because that is just an invitation to the public. And most of us, myself included, are not well versed in Islamic history and Islamic jurisprudence or fiqh to be able to really um, situate and historicize this particular issue or, or matter. Nonetheless, when I put this question out there, my intention was to get an idea of what individual people who are either in this situation or who know someone who is in this situation, what their opinions are. My intention wasn't to launch a debate on polygamy itself per se. Although I understand that inevitably without accountability and the ability to effectively moderate a dialogue on a social media platform like Facebook, the conversation can easily go there. And that's really what happened. So apart from the poor framing of my question and the fact that I chose to open up the dialogue on such a complex issue um, on Facebook, that said, I think that there are at least four other reasons why communication broke down last night in this thread. One of them being that the vast majority of the speakers ended up at one point in time deviating away from I statements. In other words, they weren't situating their commentary and their opinions in their own uh, perspectives and, you know, acknowledging the fact that they're speaking for themselves. Several references were made to different ayahs in the Quran as well as to uh, the hadith. And though there is nothing inherently wrong with that, 
I think given the fact that this was a conversation opened up to the general public and the fact that we have different opinions on the matter, it just invited a situation for miscommunication. And though some of the references to the Quran and the Hadith may well have represented the official doctrine while others may not have, I think the point again is that the moment we deviate from speaking for ourselves and rooting our opinions in situations that we've actually been through, then we're inviting miscommunication and we're inviting uh, tangents. The second thing that I think contributed to the breakdown in communication last night was what appeared to be a lack of respect or reverence for the divine. Obviously, this is a conversation that has to do with deen and it has to do with Islam. And so those who decided to join the dialogue I would hope would have had a basic and fundamental understanding of the importance of maintaining mutual respect and some level of respect and reverence for the divine. Thirdly, and most obviously, was the presence of personal attacks and insults. And the moment that communication enters that territory, no matter what you're talking about, you can count on communication breaking down automatically. And so taking jabs at one another is clearly not productive. And the conversation went there at some point during the evening. So unfortunately, that was another reason why we weren't able to have a productive conversation about the topic. The fourth and final reason for the breakdown in communication last night, I believe, has something to do with a phrase called intellectual empathy. It is a topic that I want to dive into a little bit more deeply in a future podcast, inshallah. But for now, let me just talk a little bit about what that is and how it manifested itself in last night's thread. So what I saw was a lack of commitment to empathy, first and foremost. And when we think of empathy, oftentimes we think about emotions and putting ourselves in the shoes of others. And while that is true, intellectual empathy has to do with being able to accurately reconstruct the viewpoints and the reasoning or the rationales or the logic of others so that you can understand the premises and the assumptions and the ideas of the other person. So the fact that we approach this conversation from a place where we weren't, we weren't placing ourselves in the thought processes of the people that we disagreed with, that again invited miscommunication. To me, it was evident from the comments and from my understanding of the individuals' backgrounds and their beliefs uh, that they have yet to learn how to exercise intellectual empathy. A few did try by asking genuine questions without an agenda. They were curious to learn more about why others feel the way they, they do about polygamy and, and so on. But there were far too many who demonstrated that they were only able to really speak from their own points of view and that they could not see the reasoning of the other speaker, even if they fundamentally disagreed. We can disagree and yet be able to place ourselves in the minds of somebody else. We can get to a place where we can see the world through their eyes and still be able to fundamentally disagree. And so I think this is a serious flaw in human intellect when we're unable to exercise intellectual empathy. Whether you want to think about intellectual empathy in terms of secular or Islamic virtuosity, both camps can agree on the importance of pursuing knowledge. How can we pursue knowledge, though, if we're not able to empathize with the rationales and the assumptions and the premises of other folks, people who we just happen to disagree with? 
Um, so those are those are the things apart from my poor framing of this question last night are the reasons for why this conversation went awry. We weren't grounding our comments in I statements. We demonstrated a poor uh, sense of respect and reverence for the divine. We resorted to personal attacks and insults and we were not starting off from a place of intellectual empathy. And so I I think moving forward the other piece of this is that having such a loaded conversation on social media is not the best place for me to have these conversations with people. And that's that's something that I now fully understand and fully can agree with. And I think that when it comes to these more charged questions, I will resort to saving them for podcast episodes and for the Between Arabs blog. And again, the reason is simply because it's virtually impossible to hold each other accountable to the norms of an interfaith dialogue or an intra-community dialogue. So we need to be able to do it in a place where we can sit face to face or over the phone or whatever the case may be. And we really can hold each other accountable to our content as well as our approach. So accountability is very necessary when we're having these kinds of conversations. And I I think it's super, super important for those of us who want to continue having these conversations. And I really hope that everybody wants to continue having these conversations because they're so important that we all do our research and we consider the ways in which the best debaters and speakers of these kinds of conversations have managed to excel. And so we know it can be done. It has been done. We just have to learn how to think about interpersonal communication before we expect to be heard. And it seems like last night everybody wanted to be heard, but nobody was really trying to listen to the other. I shouldn't say nobody. Very few were really trying to exercise intellectual empathy and place themselves into the um, bodies and minds of the people that they disagreed with. So that's it. Inshallah, the next podcast episode will be an opportunity for me to talk more in depth about what intellectual empathy is because it is the cornerstone of the approach that I try to take here at the Between Arabs Project. And I'd really love to dedicate some time to doing that. So that's it. If you like this episode, if you like the podcast, please take a moment to rate on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Tell your friends about it. Get on board. Check us out, betweenarabs.com. And I hope to continue the dialogue with you soon. Until next time, keep talking taboo. Assalamu alaikum and peace be unto you.